Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. My guest today is Arun Sampath. Arun is a student in a multidisciplinary program in science and business at the University of Waterloo, expected to graduate in 2022. As an innovative co-op student, Arun always is looking for opportunities to continually expand his knowledge and abilities in the workplace. Arun's technical skills as a science student, combined with his problem-solving abilities as a business student, have allowed him to gain interest in business operations, sales, marketing, and customer support. Arun is hungry to learn and actively solving problems around an organization's operations, business strategies, and customer pain points. This summer, Arun worked as a communication analyst and community leader for the Amplify program at RBC in our technology and operations group. In his spare time, Arun likes to exercise, go on walks, uh, and due to the shift to virtual working environment during the pandemic, this is something he's been doing quite often. Besides that, he is a huge food enthusiast and loves to make homemade meals from scratch. Sounds interesting. Arun, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brian. I'm so excited to be here. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited to have you as well. And and then to get us going, let's start with some fun sort of rapid fire questions, and then we'll jump into your okay. Your career, your journey, your experiences for our listeners. Um, yeah, so that's good. First off, what's your most favorite used emoji? <laughs> um, I actually like. So there's this. I don't know. I don't know really how to explain it properly, but it's the two goggly eye emoji where you're kind of like, you know, being quirky. <laughs> yeah. if you know what I'm talking about. It's the two eyes that are kind of like looking to the side. I just like yes. always spam that because I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I just feel like it's just funny when I'm in a conversation with somebody and you're trying to prove a point. Um, so to come back with an argument, you just send that emoji essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. I know exactly the ones you mean. Um, if you yep. could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> okay, so this is a tough cookie because I love eating food. Um, but I would say that I'm really obsessed with all you can eat sushi. Like, I think. Like, I, there's been a day where, like, I just, I can't go without living, like, I can't live without eating it. Um, I just think that if I were to ever not eat sushi for the rest of my life, I think my second option would probably be chicken nuggets. Um, but <laughs> those of them are very carb <laughs> Chicken nuggets. They're my first chicken nuggets. I've yeah. had sushi, but chicken nuggets too, yeah. Maybe you'd have to do yeah, a little bit of um, both. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it would taste good, but um, I know for a fact um, I was obsessed. Like, I did go through a chicken nugget phase this past month because um, McDonald's just came out with a BTS meal. I'm not quite sure if you're familiar with it, um, but I was literally obsessed with their Cajun sauce. Um, unfortunately, they don't sell it anymore because it was just a limited time offer. Um, but if it does come around, I do recommend people to try it. The sauce is so good. Literally <laughs> melt in your mouth. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm going to have to hit Mickey D's for that. Um, favorite way to spend a day off? Um, I would say classic sleep because I feel like I'm somebody who tends to go through cycles where I can sleep or then I can't sleep. And then I'm just like, okay, I feel like to be productive, I need to catch up on my sleep. Um, but that's like the most boringest answer I can give you. But if I were to be enthusiastic about taking my day off, um, I would try to actually explore um, cities and, and go traveling because I haven't really had the chance to do that 
um, ever since I started university. Um, and I think one of my, I guess, dreams or to try out would be to actually travel to Banff in Alberta. I literally see all these Instagram photos and all these Google pictures of how pretty it is. Um, so I really definitely want to like have a chance to like go travel there. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's time, right? It's time to get to that. And there's some really beautiful spaces even in Canada that I haven't yet I have yet to see. But I'm with you. That's a another way. And of course, a good day of catching up on sleep is also a positive thing for your body and mind. <laughs> um, I agree. How about this? Are you a guy that kind of hits the snooze button, or do you wake up right away? <laughs> I'm definitely. A kind of guy that hits the snooze button. <laughs> Actually, um, interestingly, if someone were to ever go on my phone and were to just look at the alarm app, I have an alarm for every incremental five minute timer. So let's just say, like, I would have to wake up for this meeting at 10 a.m. I'd have a I'd have an alarm set from nine o'clock at a five minute incremental all the way until 10 because I just don't trust myself waking up at exactly the alarm that I was supposed to set. I don't know if other people do it, but I know I do it. Um, it's helped me because actually when I wake up, I feel like, oh, I have to wake up. But then every time I have those five extra minutes to sleep, it kind of mentally feels good. Um, <laughs> so if you ever want to feel like you're fulfilled with your sleep, you should definitely try it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you are definitely a snooze button then. <laughs> that's a, that's oh. to the extreme. I was like thinking maybe one or two, but wow, every five minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, favorite word. Um, so this is one I, I add as before we jump into your, your your experiences and things is, is there a favorite word either the way it like sounds or it's a word you use often or it's something that represents something to you? Um, do you have a favorite word? Um, I would say in terms of my favorite word, um, I think patience would be something that means a lot to me, like growing up as well. Um, I think a lot of people usually get disheartened in life when certain things happen to them or they just aren't happy with their outcomes. Um, and one thing I've had to like self-learn to myself, especially is that patience is very important because I feel like once you clear focus and a clear goal as to what you want to achieve or do and reflect on your um, experiences, um, and also being patient with yourself in your life because I feel like everybody deserves to take it one step at a time and not rush into things just because society's telling them to. Um, I think uh, it'll mentally and physically make you feel much better. Um, and that's something I can vouch for myself because I personally try to live in that agenda. <laughs> it's so such an interesting and, and such an impactful word in the way you describe too how it's it's insightful, right? About having patience and understanding, and I think that's, you know, part why I I love having these conversations um, with folks like yourself because it, it frames thing, right? It's people, you know, are on this. I don't know. I sometimes call it a hamster wheel, going really quickly through life, and sometimes yeah. just having patience can change your perspective. Yeah, I totally agree. I also think I currently relate to that because um, being like a almost close to graduation student um, with uh, while competing with a lot of other folks out there that are in the same qualification as me. Like right now, I think career wise, I feel like I need to be on this hamster wheel, like you mentioned. Um, but I think often I kind of just have to sit down and tell myself that like, you just need to be patient and realize, you know, like 
there's no rush into getting into things. You obviously want to do something that you would like and enjoy, and like things will fall into place as time passes. Um, so it's just about being kind to yourself and like not pushing yourself too much or spreading yourself too thin because not everybody's same in the end of the day um, and everybody takes things at their own pace and that's completely okay. Totally. Great, great thoughts there. So let's, let's jump in. I gave a little bit of an intro in the beginning about your background, your interests, your experiences, uh, but everyone's journey and everyone's experiences are different. And I was hoping maybe like, as you reflect and think about the audience and whether they're peers of yours or someone coming up behind you in school and looking at that first new job this fall, maybe you could talk a little bit about some more about your background some of your life experiences and transitions and maybe what you've learned along the way? Yeah, no, for sure. I'd be happy to actually. Um, so I actually was born in Singapore um, in the year 2000. Not sure if that's relevant, but I don't know. I think everybody made a big deal in that year because it was like Y2, Y2K. I still don't understand what that actually means. But um, yeah, I was born in Singapore. Um, so my lovely mother who literally done everything for me my whole life. Um, and I've also, I've, like, what, like I was born in Singapore and then I was raised in India by my grandma and then I moved to Canada when I was 13 years old. Um, so that in itself was a lot of transition because I was with my mom and I was with my grandma and then I had to do school there and then also had to adjust to like a completely different environment like North America because never really like lived here until I was 13. Um, but once I moved here, I kind of was trying to settle in, was trying to understand what is it that I wanted to do, um, and kind of just like taking it one step at a time. Um, obviously, like my family and the background that I come from were very educational focused. Um, so growing up, I was always told that like um, I was either I was only destined to go into the STEM field, and that's basically what I was kind of like told to do. Um, I even remember having a conversation with my grandma a couple of like probably a decade ago um, and I was trying to as like I was young I was trying to explore what I want to do I'm sure like a lot of kids go through that um, and I remember my, my grandma would just be like you're going to be a cardiologist and I can't like won't listen to you for anything else and obviously I'm just like I don't really trust myself to open heart surgery yet but <laughs> we'll, we'll, see how, we'll see how life takes me um, so I obviously went through high school and um, I remember in grade I'm sorry, in grade um, 12, um, my grades were actually, like, not the greatest, to be completely honest, and, and when it comes to applying to university, I actually think I was very disheartened because I know that, like, all my peers around me were, like, getting early acceptances to universities, like, um, especially Laurier and other universities that send out acceptances through grade 11 grades. I knew that academically, like, I was just so exhausted with, like, everything going around me. I just felt, like, this constant pressure to fit in and, you know, do well. So all of grade 12, I actually kind of just like locked myself um, in a room studying calculus until like 6 a.m. in the morning and doing homework because I knew that if I didn't work harder, if I didn't push myself to do this, um, I know it would be difficult for me to get into university. Um, and luckily, I was really like I'm grateful that I got into Waterloo at the very last minute, actually. I was just like waiting in on the offer and on May 5th, I remember exactly the day because that was like the most monumental day of my life. I was basically like screaming um, that I got into. I actually applied to um, physics and astronomy when I originally came to university. 
because um, I always had this pressure, like I mentioned, about going into STEM, but I just didn't know what is it that I wanted to do. I knew it wasn't medicine. I knew that's something I'm not interested in, but the closest thing I was interested in or I was passionate about was astronomy, and then physics just kind of came with it, so I kind of had to um, do both of them. So I went into physics and astronomy, and I think a big part of that educational shock that I had was realizing that when I started the program that it was very research intensive, very educational intensive, like you need to be on top of your game. Um, and obviously the competition's high because um, if there's two students, one not doing so great in your program and then one like uh, getting hundreds in their, in their courses, um, they're obviously destined to do research. They're obviously like more inclined to be more interested in it. Um, and then also um, University of Waterloo offers co-op to their students. So I, I wasn't really lucky to get the co-ops that I wanted and I barely got interviews being in the program that I was in. And I just felt unfulfilled for the longest time. I just didn't know what is it that I was really doing or what is it that I was really working towards. Um, but I just knew that like around like I think third year that like there needs to be some kind of change. Um, and obviously like I mentioned previously like change is something that's not evident to everybody. Not everybody takes change the same way. So I definitely tried to tell myself to take change one, one day at a time and figure out what is it that I want to do. And obviously I also don't want to waste time in what I'm doing. So I kind of had to jump into conclusions quickly. Um, but I also realized my strengths and my abilities throughout my undergrad that I knew that like science or completely sciencey things is not something I want to do. I knew that even though it's not something that my family values or not something that I was told to do as a kid due to my background, but um, I had other potentials that I can get into. And since I was already um, so far ahead into my degree, I just felt like it wouldn't be fair for me to just leave all my experiences and my memories behind to go pursue something else. Um, so I told myself to find a middle ground and the University of Waterloo offers a very good program called Science and Business, which is like the middle point of both science, which I still like, and business to get those skills that I wasn't um, getting through my previous program. Um, and I've been in, I'm in my final year now, so I'm gonna be graduating soon, so I'm really excited for that. But I think once I went into the program, I actually had a lot of doors open for me. Example, like when I started applying to co-ops, I started getting a lot more interviews than I did um, as a physics and astronomy student. And I just realized that like, um, sometimes we're so focused in, in um, narrowing down what we want to do to this singular focal point where we just forget to think that there's more than just that. Like you can, you don't have to be the greatest at what you do. You can always just grow that foundational skills that you need and kind of expand from there. And I realized that I can still have the passion for astronomy. Still like, you know, read up on, on news articles and like be excited about it, but it doesn't always have to be my passion. And my skills can also transfer into my passion as well which is why I took the communications analyst position with RBC Amplify, um, because I knew that all my life or all throughout my university career, um, I've done so many student-facing roles. Like I've always been a very enthusiastic and outgoing person. If you ever saw me walk down the streets of campus at UW, like you'd probably see me, the guy wearing a tutu screaming, um, H2O, LO2, Science Rocks at Waterloo. Um, <laughs> so I, that's how I realized that like, I am somebody who's into student engagement, employee engagement, talent, early recruitment is something that I'm really interested in, or that's an area that I would like to focus on. I'm kind of just like taking it one step at a time and, you know, realizing what is it that academically and career-wise that I want to focus in. Sorry, that was a bit long. <laughs> no, not at all. And it's um, just listening to you and your story and your journey of 
the transitions you've made. Um, you know, I even learned a few more things today too. And I, I know we've been talking about, you know, transitioning to full-time work and your passion for, for, you know, engagement and employees and students and early talent and things. And, you know, it's, 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 that's, what's important. It's, you know, you're taking those building blocks and every single experience we all have, which is different. Um, can lead us to something else, but it's learning along the way, right? Like you learned about things. And what I also liked about your story too, is, you know, how, how much, um, and we've talked about this, how much influence can come from, you know, others just thinking like, you know, even your grandma wanted you to be, you know, you know, working on people's hearts and things and (laughs) carving up, carving us up and making sure it's like, I'm glad you, if you didn't like that, you didn't go into that. Cause I wouldn't want you to be my doctor <laughs> if that was the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, like that's cool. Like you're coming to those moments of, um, decisions and like you've said too, and these decisions aren't always forever. It could be something you try out and, you know, try something different. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I totally agree. And also like, I think, um, like as an immigrant child, I've, seen like what the world is like from a different perspective obviously um because i'm grateful for the experiences that i've had like i've obviously grown up in india i know what it's like being there i've also seen the side of singapore so i also know what it's like being there and also being in canada has been a has been a has been an experience of its own i also noticed that like you know like growing up like since like tough i've had tough times with my mom because she's a single mom and you know i had to kind of like really step up the game for myself i knew that um if I were, if I were to like, you know, take care of my mom and stuff, I need to be able to take that responsibility of, of being independent and being able to um, make it out there, just like everybody else is trying to. So I know, yeah. like, watching my mom like get a job and, you know, like the way like sometimes the government, especially like treats immigrants and like there's just so many like disparities within so many systems around the world that I, I firsthandedly just felt like, you know. I would want to work at a place where I'm valued or I'm treated well, or like my work is being honored and like people really appreciate the work that I do. And that's something I think a lot of generational um, individuals from like, from my mom's era, just think that working is just a nine to five job and it's just basically meant to put food and bread on your table. But I like to think of it as like an opportunity for you to grow and learn you know, do more than just provide for your family, right? And I think sometimes, often, um, it's so engraved just because there's just so many aspects in life where we're so stressed, right? Like, um, everybody, like I said, has their own battles and has their own experiences. So I think sometimes we just kind of suck it up and we say, like, I need to do this and this is what I will do, even though it's not really good for you and your mental health. Um, But it's just about, you know, taking that step back and realizing that, like, you deserve to treat yourself a bit better than that. Um, And you definitely deserve a better quality of life if that's what you want to aim towards. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, no. Amazing. Yeah, no, totally. And, um, you know, and and coming with that, I always talk about people coming with uh, multicultural experience. There's so many things to glean from those experiences as well, reflection and, and generationally how, how those are viewed, um, you know, thinking about like school and, you know, obviously geographically moved around, you've had those opportunities, um, uh, in different, mm-hmm. different areas around the world. But when you think about school itself, and it doesn't have to be high school, it could be, you know, what you're doing in university, what have you, um, is there something that through your life experiences or your lived experiences 
that you think should be talked about more or, or maybe even taught in school that isn't? Yeah. Oh, I actually, that's actually another topic I was kind of going to dwell into as I was speaking about this, but thanks for bringing it up. Um, I think, you know, personally, like, like, I, like you mentioned, so like graph, like geographically, I've seen different parts of the educational system per se. Um, like I mainly did my like schooling until I was 13 in India. And um, it, it's like, I personally have always been a very forward thinking individual, like cultural shock was something that didn't really affect me as much as it would have affected other individuals if they were to potentially migrate to a completely different country. Um, it's just that like, my, like growing up, like I've just seen so much hatred around me that I just felt like it's just not worth it. It's not worth, you know, like having those those opinions or views if that's something you don't believe in. Like I, I've, I'm always like I'm somebody that believes that hatred is something that's put into you. You are not born into it. So if you're somebody that has opinions on things that does not affect you, you should really think about, you know, what are those consequences of, you know, hurting somebody's feelings or, you know, saying the wrong things at wrong times. But essentially, like, when I was in India, like, I thought, like, everything was just academic. Like, I, and it's sad to say this, but I just felt like I was just always academically competing with individuals, and I didn't really have the chance to, like, grow other skills, like, soft skills that are, that are actually very important in today's day, right? Especially going into this virtual environment, like, you need to be able to know how to communicate with your, your fellow peers and colleagues throughout your workday and, like, kind of have those, like, um, transferable skills handy with you. Um, I felt like I wasn't able to achieve that being in school there. And obviously, like my mom moved here to, to pursue a better quality of life per se. Um, so then when I started schooling in Canada, um, what I noticed was that I was not prepared for the real world. I was not prepared for adulting. I just think that it's something I was always kicked into rather than transitioned into. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> if you can also relate with that, but I had no idea about what a TFSA meant, as embarrassing as that sounds, or, you know, as I had no idea about all these other adulty things that I should not have known about. Um, and I just feel like um, kids are generationally speaking, like as you're 13 or 14, um, it's great to have parents do things for you. It's great to have that support from your from somebody that you value and, and, and you consider near and dear to you. But I, I encourage individuals to go out there and step out of your comfort zone and come out of your shell um, to try things that are, are, are something that you, you don't think you can do, right? Whether it may be setting up your new bank account or learning how to save up for your, your future or, or school or anything that has to do with something that you don't need your parental support from, I would encourage students to do that, which is what will push you um, to become independent. Um, I think, you know, when I went into university, I was so dependent on, you know, living with my mom and going to school that I just didn't know what it was like to, to live alone and like, you know, have those experiences of my own. And I think that um, even though the school system might not teach you the things that you need um, with regards to managing your wealth or any other things that you think that are important or essential to your well-being, I think it's up to you to also take that initiative to make sure that you're prepared, even if nobody's talking to you about it. So always be open to learning and always push yourself to ask questions because it's never going to hurt me on the other day to ask somebody a question if something is there something you want to know about. Um, and that's like the biggest piece of advice I can give other than schooling, like, like you need to learn how to come to the real world, um, you know, live <laughs> on your own, pay rent. So the classic, um, when you're 18, um, I was actually texting a really close friend of mine from high school a couple of days ago. Um, and we were just like, 
wow, I can't believe we're turning 22 this year. And like adulting has just been wild. Like, it's just been something I did not, like I just felt like I was 17 yesterday. And you know, I'm already like finding a new apartment and finding leases and stuff. And I was just never expected in my, I never expected in my life to have to be in that kind of a position um, because I always felt like I was babied by my mom. But yeah, that's kind of one of my biggest advice is to kind of just go out of your comfort zone and things that um, you're using comfortably. Yeah, no, awesome advice, and and I'm 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 smiling. It's so funny because you're talking <laughs> about the whole adulting thing, and that you know, just like yesterday, you felt you're a certain age, and, and I like the idea about getting kicked into it because, man, it happens quick, and you know, and I I always think about yeah. that balance between, you know, letting people be a kid, and and you know, sounds like with you too, it you know, having that experience where, um, you know things get done and people help you. And then it's like, but I got to learn how to do it for myself. But it's, it's such a good life lesson on, it's never too late to start to learn about those things and to prepare because um, we prepare for so many other things, but when we prepare for adulthood, it's, uh, it's questionable yeah. on how we, how we learn about that and get involved in our, our own well-being. Yeah. Um, getting um, a bit more personal now, this is part of the show where I kind of, ask the, the guests to talk with us and our audience about, you know, big challenges or things that may have been barriers or um, just situations maybe you dealt with that um, that might be helpful to share with others. I think sometimes people think they're the only one going through something or um, and, and a yeah. big part of why I do this podcast, because a, a lot of students tell me yeah. things and share things. And this is your chance to share too, mm -hmm. like about some of those experiences. So is there something you um, you want to talk about that might you know help others thinking about barriers and things to overcome yeah no for sure um i like i'm basically an open book so um it doesn't matter too much to me but um essentially like personal like my personal life in general um and hopefully a few of our audience members can kind of relate to that if that's something you're going through but um growing up i actually did have a father figure like i have always been raised by my mom and my grandma and like a lot of like um female figures in my life and like growing up because i didn't have that identity or that part of you that just you know was questioning like who's my dad and all that classic mama mia stuff um i just like always knew um you know like i just felt like i didn't belong anywhere if that makes sense i just felt like you know like um kind of lost you know like why is it just mm -hmm. my mom and like kind of feeling when I see other families out there, you know, living their life and doing things together, I always kind of felt alone and secluded. But over time, like, I kind of just learned to kind of, you know, embrace my friendships with my family and kind of, like, being grateful for the people around me. Um, and actually, I think one biggest thing that I kind of learned in my life was um, you never know. And, and this might sound super cheesy, but um, you never know how grateful, you're, grateful you are for something until you're almost going to lose it. I mean, I say this because, um, like, in 2017, actually, so right before coming to university, um, I actually almost lost my mom um, through, uh, like, a you know, compromised condition called granulomatosis and polyangiitis. And it's essentially, like, um, this immunocompromised con condition where um, your body's kind of against you and, you know, your organ starts to fail. And anything, any organ in your body that has, like, a lot of, um, I guess, blood vessels kind of go through inflammatory diseases and anyway it was bad but essentially like i i realized then was that you know you need to embrace your relationships now and kind of um 
be grateful for things around you because at that time I was just like this 16 year old that was kind of self-absorbed and I'm not ashamed of saying this because I've learned out those experiences um, and I've grown to you know kind of like I guess being in that stressful situation has made me realize that um, there's more to just than being you know self-absorbed yeah. if that makes sense and like um, using those experiences as a way to grow as an individual and grow um, for your professional and your personal development right like I think if it weren't, I'm not saying that it's something I wish on people, but if it weren't for my mom's situation and I, I would have never pushed myself to be the independent person I am today, right? And that's why I was also saying that you don't need to go through traumatic experiences to be able to push yourself to be independent. Um, I think that you can be independent by self wanting to do that. Um, and I just feel like sometimes when people take things for granted, I'm not saying everybody does, but um, I just think that sometimes it's a very good idea to just sit down and reflect on things that you should also be grateful for. <laughs> yeah, no, some great, great, great thoughts there. And um, thank you for sharing that. I think it's um, it's also insightful into how you manage through that situation and um, and just reflection, right, on, on things as you um, yeah. think about it. And everyone's, that's why I, I love this Part of the show too because everyone's you know everyone's dealing with different things is different but at the root of it you know um i know quite a few people that you know have been raised by single parents and also felt that similar experiences of not feeling like well where is my you know what is the prescribed yeah. family right of mom dad two kids a dog and what have you and that doesn't always exist yeah. and um and yeah. that's no I and that's agree. fair but thank you for sharing yeah. that. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no worries. No, I was just going to say, like, I think a lot of it has to do with societal pressure and what, what, what's the norm, per se. Yeah. Like, you know, like, mom, siblings, you know, I just felt like I've always just been in that circle of, like, oh, I need to fit into society. I need to do things that would please others. But little did I realize that, you know, it's not what others think that matters. It's what you also perceive yourself to be also what you feel and you go through, which is also completely valid. So if there's anyone out there that feels the same way, just know that you're also very valid and that um, any experiences that you go through, whether it may be Mother's Day or Father's Day, is also as important to you as it is to somebody who does have a father figure in their life or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I often talk, you know, and I talk to a number of students like yourself about you know, and, and you actually got into this a bit earlier too about, you know, grades and skills and programs and degrees and all that. But when you think about your own values and your skills and what makes you you, um, to me, that's where I'm trying to get more students starting with not leading what they do, but lead with who you are, even in networking and when yeah. you meet people, um, because those connections and common grounds make a lot of meaningful conversations that can lead to other things um but if you think about your values and your skills how have those enabled you to be who you are and to be successful in what you're doing yeah i know for sure um i think that's actually a very good point um besides from like just my merit um of you know going to university of waterloo and just my academics and stuff like that um like you said like personal experiences have also shaped me for who i am today and i'm sure that's the case for everybody else who have their own, you know, um, battles and struggles that they're going with. Um, I personally think that um, my like skills and like the person I like, 
I think one example would be that like me trying to persevere through life every single day, even though I, you know, have days where I feel down or I just feel like I don't want to do anything. I feel like those are because of my personal experiences and things that I've been through that have like led me or shaped me for who I am today. Um, and also like another thing, like another quick example would be that like, um, I feel like when sometimes you are going through personal problems in your life that um, when you go, like, let's say you log into work, you have this notion that, you know, you need to put this front face up saying that you're super happy and you're super okay. But, you know, sometimes it's just like, if you're not okay, just, you know, talk to somebody about it and like, you know, kind of um, express how you feel. So then you don't feel like you're pushing yourself to, you know, you're spreading yourself too thin or you're pushing yourself to a corner. Um, I also feel like um, those kind of just like personal soft skills would really help you along the way because I feel like if you aren't super personable or super um, outgoing or open with the way you feel, then others are not going to understand where you're coming from or, or you know, see where um, your thoughts and opinions are. Um, so I would say, like, personally speaking, my life has made me very outgoing and super enthusiastic, you know, trying to see the positives and things. And I think that whether it may be taking it to a workforce, a workplace, or just, like, you know, student opportunities with school, I think that that outlook has what made me as a successful individual today. Um, and success can also mean different to different people, right? Um, mm -hmm. So for me to make it this far and still like, you know, persevering, that's a big goal to me. And I'm like happy for myself that I've been able to achieve that. Yeah, congratulations on that. And I think that's the big part of life that sometimes we, you know, back to like the prescribed way of doing things or the prescribed ways of going and, you know, I have a lot of, yeah. you know, people concerned about, oh, you know, I mean, we know for a fact, like, grades don't actually mimic or yeah. say how successful yeah. you're going to be at a job. Um, you know, especially the yeah. way certain things are done, like testing, right? Like, I, my grades, like, have been, were pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> but I, I clearly have had my own journey, and I feel like I've been successful regardless of my grades. So it's like, that is true too for others, right? It's not, and I'm not, please, anyone, I'm not telling you don't focus on grades, don't get good grades, that's important, but it's it's the mm -hmm. idea of all the other things you mentioned. Um, as for we start sure. to come out of this pandemic and what a strange, you know, couple, well, almost now going into two years it's been, yeah. um, is there something that you're I thinking know. about or looking forward to, like doing when things can get settled? Uh, um, I, uh, yeah, no, um, I think that's a very valid question, I think. The past two years, I think everybody can relate to how we've all just been locked ourselves. We've just locked ourselves into these four walls, trying to, you know, make it through virtual and like um, trying to still kind of be sane <laughs> at this point. Uh, but as things are opening up, like I think, you know, since it's my final year at school, I actually am really looking forward to it because I think that the best part of my life was most likely, or is actually my undergrad experience. Like I've just met so many people, I've made so many new connections, and made so many new friends. Actually, I would say I've made lifelong friends, to be honest. Um, nice. going, like going, going to, and I am sure a lot of people can relate to this as well. Like I actually have had a few of my like family members tell me when I started when I went to university um, back in 2017 was that make friends now and try to put yourself out there and make a name for yourself because these are the people that are going to be in your life forever. And I 
couldn't agree more. I think that you really kind of find your groove, you find your, your space, your voice, and you try to, you kind of finally feel like you belong and you have, you know, these connections and stuff. Um, and then also on the, on the other hand, I'm also like kind of really excited because I took a position with the University of Waterloo as a residence life dawn for our first year students that are coming in this fall of 2021. Um, so essentially a dawn's role is to live with um, a community of first years and support them academically, emotionally, mentally, um, for their physical and well-being as well, um, and just being like their their support system. And that's kind of something I'm really excited for because I feel like through personal experiences, I'm a lot I'm able to kind of share with um, these first years who are coming into university um, and kind of like you know be the person that I wish I had, if that makes sense. Um, and wish somebody had told me, you know, like little tricks and tips during school and um, I'm hoping to be that resource person that they can depend on um, and that's another thing that I'm really looking forward to and also like with the community that comes with it and the sense of belonging because I feel like throughout the pandemic we've kind of just like lost what it's like feeling like being part of a community or celebrating things you know everything's been so virtual lately that I'm sure a lot of people are, are urging to go back to normalcy but um, I also do want to emphasize that like you know completely okay to take your time and to integrate back into society and that um, you should be able to take your time and be patient if that's what you need it, if that's what you need. Um, and that, you know, we're all here to support you um, whenever you need it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a perfect opportunity for you. And so great for the students that are going to be coming in to, to, to hear about, um, to have you with them and also for you to share all the things you've been sharing today and maybe even share the podcast with them to pick up with some ideas of, of yeah. things. Cause you know, when you look back at first year and I remember my first year, your first year, it's, it's, it, it's, it's new and it's, it's not easy and it's got fun and it's exciting and it's daunting. And, but to have you in that role, what a yeah. perfect role for you. That's amazing. Good for you. Um, any, any, I can't believe we're getting to the end of the show already. I know we've had, um, a couple different coffee chats. I always enjoy talking to you and, uh, and having conversations. Yeah. Um, thinking about, you know, closing out now and just kind of bringing things to a close. Are there any final thoughts or ideas for the listeners that you might want to share as far as uh, final advice? It, I mean, this has been chock full of advice, but anything you want to focus on for the last <laughs> few minutes? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think, you know, personally, like just going back to like everything that I've said, I mean, obviously like, it's mostly what everybody says. Like, I feel like a lot of people say, like, take care of your wellness, take care of your, your physical well-being, and just, like, the generic advice that people give. But um, I think one other thing that I personally am trying to live towards as well, like, I really suck at um, following this, but I also think it's very important to live in the moment as well. Um, spontaneity sometimes is not as bad as people may think. Um, sometimes you do end up living your life because of spontaneous actions, um, whether it may be just grabbing Starbucks with a friend randomly because you messaged them or just, you know, doing something out of the unexpected that will help you come your, your comfort zone. Um, I think and one thing, like one very important thing that actually one of my um, close friends like actually told me about was that we often worry too much about what's going to happen in the future that we forget about what's happening in the present. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have already heard about that, but it is very important if you think about it, because if you're going to worry about something that you never know might or might not happen, you're kind of missing out on what's going to lead up to there, which is your present. So if you can control what's 
in front of you, which is your present, your, your future will most likely align to how you want it to. Um, and I think that obviously that different people, take, uh, other individuals take things differently and obviously take your time when it comes to figuring things out on your own. But don't forget to live in, live in the moment because I feel like um, you are like people who relate to this. Um, I'm pretty sure you're awesome individuals and that um, you want to share those experiences. Also, I think living in the moment will help you come out of your comfort zone. Amazing advice, Ryan, and thank you so much for just being such an engaged and um, thoughtful uh, guest on the show. I know I, I th I've been thinking about a couple things you've been saying, and you know, really enjoying the moment is the most important thing. As, as you think ahead, and right. some really good thoughts. And I really want to thank you. It's been a pleasure um, connecting with you today. And I know we're not going to stop connecting. I know we have more coffee chats in the future. But thanks again for being part of the podcast. Yeah, anytime. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me here today. And it was really nice to kind of share those personal experiences um, with a few of your audiences. Awesome. So thanks again. And for the listeners, if you like what you heard today, uh, please share this podcast with your network. Please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, please stay well.